RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Monday Morning Val and Beans. It's Monday, as we say, and a lot has happened since Wednesday when we were last here, Frank. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, last week, President Trump did an interview with Real America's Voice, and I think we should play it quickly. Here. The CDC is now saying they're concerned about a link to strokes in the vaccine. We've also in spikes in COVID-19 deaths after countries introduced the COVID vaccines. We have these sudden death spikes as well. Look, I know you take credit for getting the vaccines to the American people in record time. I got that. Uh, will you acknowledge now, though, that the COVID-19 vaccines were not as safe or effective as we were told by the medical community at the time? Well, what I did is, first of all, there were no mandates with me, and right. I had absolutely no mandates, and the governor's were allowed to do what they want. Most uh, most Republican governors did the right thing, and most Democrat governors didn't, you know, with the lockdowns and all the other things they did, including uh, their views of the vaccine. What I did, I was able to get something approved that, you know, has proven to save a lot of lives. Some people say I saved 100 million lives worldwide, but I was able to get that done in nine months versus uh, versus five years to 12 years, if it ever got gotten. I got the FDA to do things that they... It was it was pretty amazing what we were able to do. But as far as using it, as far as the utilization, I never demanded anybody use it. I never had a mandate. And I think that's very important to what? know. And I never had anybody, for instance, when I said, uh, you know, I never said close up. I never said we're going to close right. our country up. A lot of Republicans. Now, Florida did close for a period of time, as you know. But a lot of a lot of states, a lot of states run by Republican governors didn't close at all. And that was okay but, with me. I let them make that decision. What, what about the safety aspect? That's what people are concerned about now. Do you have some concerns about the safety of these vaccines? Well, I always do, but you have to understand there are the pros and cons. Uh, if you can read some reports saying it was the greatest thing that's ever happened and we saved tens of millions of lives. Then you'll read other reports, you'll say there was some uh, problems with the vaccines sure. in terms of certain things, but, but relatively small numbers. But, you know, you have many reports that say the vaccine saved tens of millions of lives, that without the vaccines, you wouldn't have, you know, you would have had a, a thing like we had in 1917, where perhaps 100 million people died. The C- okay. CDC is now saying... Stop playing. They're- I can't understand this, and I'm not okay with it, and I said so. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm not Monday morning quarterbacking his choices about the vaccine, about rushing it through the FDA and, and all that. I'm saying at this point now, what he just said is just false. Like, he was handed an out, like on a silver platter, in my opinion. You okay? Yeah. Oh. I'm, 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 I'm listening. 
and and he did and he didn't take it and i just don't understand i just don't understand how how? i know listen in especially when the people who say that the 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 shot saved tens of millions of lives are the people who hate him the most and they're obviously lying that i don't that's what i don't get And 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 i've always understood listen if you are in a situation like he is in which was a near impossible one where everyone around you is either outright lying and they hate you or they're pretending and they're being they're, they're being very very sly with their uh their intent to manipulate you because they also hate you and um and, and they and they want to do harm to not only you your presidency but the country the country and the world and to say all right well listen uh it, it's a free market go out there there are things that are being developed and it, it goes perfectly in hand in hand with the the president's mo of right to try you know he he's he signed that into law he never never wanted to get in the way of people's right to try anything in a medical uh uh in a medical sense so it always made the motivation always made sense to let let people try things out, no matter how experimental. But to have to 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 continue to do that, I now I got fact checked the other day, Tracy, because when I heard this, I said, "Still, it's the it's the the, st- the stupidest thing he ever did." And um and someone and I brought up the whole thing. I said, I don't know how he can even go out there and say that up to 100 million people could have been saved by this. And I got fact checked. No, he didn't say that. Somebody else told him. So, oh, okay. So he said that someone else said 100 million people might have been saved by it. Gotcha. Fact checked indeed. Uh, But I don't, uh, like you said, he was given an out. And there's always that that space that I wish he would have just lived inside of that allowed people to do, do their thing. If they wanted it, it was there. But to stay steadfast in the fact that there were uh, therapies that were available that people were having luck with, and you, you should you should go out and and do what you can not to be a cheerleader for one thing in particular because it harms it harms people that trust him the most. There's a lot of people who went and got it just because of his confidence, and I don't know I. I, I can't reconcile that. It's a it's a problem. Like and and people are jumping. Like, look, the everyday person is not fact checking that he 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 didn't say that to pass the blame on the people. Like, people aren't being that meticulous. They hear Trump still says the vaccine saved a hundred million lives, which I just is just not true. It's just not true, and. It's harming people at an exponential rate at this point. Exponential rate. And he has the opportunity now to take that information and pivot, blame the boosters, say this isn't turning out the way I was told or, you know, whatever. But he just refuses to see the harm it's causing. I mean, back in December of 21, Frank, he said, the only people who are dying from COVID right now are the people who aren't vaccinated. The unvaccinated are the ones dying from COVID. That That's just blatantly false. And it is what it is. I mean, at this point, it is what it is. But I really want for him to get this information and familiarize himself with what's going on so that if and when he wins... 
he can hold these people accountable for what they're doing to humanity. And I can't get past that. It bothers me because I can't see how there'll be accountability if he either A, doesn't know, or B, hasn't gotten the information that that shows what's going on right now. It has zero to do with what he did in the beginning. It has zero to do with his choice about warp speed. It has zero to do with whether he mandated it or not. It has zero to do with any of that past stuff. It has to do with today and the fact that he's still saying stuff like that when it's just not true. It's not true. So, my, oh, go ahead. No, I'm I'm done. I want to hear your perspective on it. My my perspective really is rooted in the fact that from the beginning, and it, this has become more and more verifiable as time went on. Because at first we were all wondering just how bad this virus was and what was getting everybody sick and why, whatever. Early enough in the game, everybody had questions as to where this was going to go and what we were actually dealing with. The reasons for the rush to get this experimental technology out, it's not even just a conventional shot. The entire technology was experimental, which is another reason why I made sure that this was out in nine months instead of 10 years. This for, for the, the way that we were using this technology for the first time ever, it should have taken 25 years. That's number one. Uh. Number two, the reasons for rushing it out was a virus that by summer of 2020, the CDC begrudgingly had to admit was something that was really only uh, uh, causing harm to people over the age of 65 with three to four concurrent um, uh, medical conditions. Yeah. Comorbidities, serious ones. That we're going that that we're going that was that was really what this was causing problems for, which is the same demographic that the flu causes problems for. That is all. There is no rush there. Children, they they might have been in a little bit of discomfort for a little while, but for the for a large part, it was absolutely not doing anything to them. And now, because of the shot, the demographic that was not in danger is now being harmed. Because of the shot, you know, in uh, in August of 2020, we were not hearing that children were dying of heart attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, now it is. This is this is the problem here for me, aside from the fact that there was no rush to even do this. When you look at the 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 the, the morbidity rates of this thing and and who is it, it it was affecting and what it really exposed that we as a nation are very unhealthy. We're a very unhealthy nation. We're becoming less and less capable of fighting this stuff off because we're fat. We're completely out of shape. We're not eating well. And the options we have for eating and drinking are completely tainted. Bad. Yeah, they're tainted Terrible. with chemicals and everything else. Look. So, I mean, my local paper, Tracy, was waiting for me on Friday night when I got back home from the studio. It was there in the, in the, uh, the, the mailbox. I took it out in the front page, the front page of the local paper. I uh, I thought I saw something about cardiac whatever, and I said, "What what the hell is this?" And it was uh, I forget what, what the wording it was used, but the front page expressed worry about whether or not our high school over here in town was prepared for cardiac incidents uh, with student athletes. No mention of the X factor, of course, of what happened, what has changed in our world in the last two years. No mention of that. It was just 
normalized ramblings about how cardiac arrest in children happened. This is what gets me about all this stuff. You know, 100 million saved. No, absolutely not. And what is worse is what we're dealing with right now with people who are otherwise completely unaffected by COVID-19. Yeah, and, and, and you know, um, sorry, but it it really it impacts my thought process on things because if he's saying this stuff and he doesn't know any better, who is around him telling him real information? That's troubling. If he's saying this stuff and he does know better, I don't know if that's the kind of game you want to play when all of this information that's coming out now is being, look, we've got New England Journal of Medicine this morning. Like some people say he knows what's going on. He's just saying that because if he says that the the vaccines are bad, he'll lose, you know, whatever. Sw- Those people aren't voting for him anyway. Like you got to get through a primary first and not for nothing. But I said this a bunch the other day. I have a big problem with politicizing this because it's killing people all over the place. And there's there's a line for me between like using something as a political strategy and and being honest about it. And and that line is death, okay? So for all the people that are saying like, "Oh, you know, it's just some big war game that he's playing out" or oh, people are dying all over the place. And who knows, like would him saying it change that fact? Probably not, but it would go a long way for integrity purposes. Like people could say, okay, this guy understands the problem and he can fix it. That's the biggest thing. How can you fix the problem if you refuse to acknowledge it exists? And he's not acknowledging it exists. How is he going to hold big pharma accountable for this if he can't acknowledge that it's happening? Or if he does so by minimizing it to such an extent that it is ridiculous at that point. So let's listen to what happened at Silk's, um, at Diamond's Memorial the other day. As soon as Diamond hung up the phone, she said to me, I can't breathe. It was suddenly out of nowhere and no warning. I got her to the kitchen table, opened up the back door so that she can get some air. And each breath was less and less and less until her eyes became a stare. My husband and I followed the 911 instructions uh, 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 from the lady. We laid her, like they told us to lay her flat. They said do CPR and it was one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. My husband and I alternated and kept going and going and going until the emergency truck came and came into the, the yard and the EMS came into the house. They did everything that they could. But what I want to say to everybody is don't you dare call me a conspiracy theorist because I saw it happen. I saw how it happened. I was there when it happened and it happened suddenly. I want America to wake up and pay attention. Something ain't right. It's time to investigate what's really going on here. 
and get some answers to why are people falling dead suddenly? As There's more. Yeah, the comment about poison that gave that gave uh, some fodder. Here it is. What, what is it? Um, Daily Mail Memorial for Pro Trump blogger Diamond goes off on rail off the rails as Sister Silk uh, floats poisoning theory. Donald bizarrely denies knowing her despite multiple meetings. But um, the what poison? I, I I don't know. I haven't read into that. It was more the poison thing that I put that aside. Can you send that to me real quick? Yeah, here I'm going to send it to you, and you read that. Because hold on, where the hell are we at? There you go. Hold on. People are dropping dead around here. Nobody's talking about it. They're dropping dead suddenly and unexpectedly. Um, where's the poisoning comment? The quote. Uh, let's see. Trump followed the radical speech, throwing his support behind Silk, whom he admitted he had just learned about, despite meeting her on several occasions. In the wild, when they want to depopulate and sterilize a large group of animals, they usually inject one animal, and then one animal infects the rest of the animals. So technically, instead of asking if Americans are vaxxed or unvaxxed, the real question to ask is, are Americans being poisoned? That's that's weird. I mean, unless she's saying in in, in her own way, um, to stop stop asking about whether or not this thing is actually a vaccine, and asking are people being systematically poisoned by Whatever. this? Yeah, I I don't know if she's actually if she's saying no 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 it's it's not the COVID vaccines, um, but are we being poisoned by something else? How does he say that? How does he say that he doesn't know them and where? I, I don't read this. It says, as Trump paid tribute to Diamond, describing her as one of the world's brightest stars, he admitted he didn't know Silk at all, despite meeting her countless times. Quote, the world has lost one of its brightest stars, but I see that we have another star who is equal to, but she stepped up and she is different. I'm serious. I thought I knew them both. I didn't. I knew Diamond, but I didn't know Silk at all. I just learned about Silk. You're fantastic. You're going to carry on beyond beyond anybody's wildest imaginations. That's the quote that the Daily Mail has in here. Uh, is the is the video available for that? Because that's a bizarre. That's bizarre. That's exactly let's, what he said in that context. Let's see. And you know, the world has lost one of its brightest stars, real star. But I see that. Uh, we have another star who is equal to, but she stepped up and she is different. I'm, I'm serious. I thought I knew them both. I didn't. I knew, I knew Diamond, but I didn't okay. know Silk at all. I just learned about Silk. You're fantastic. You're going to carry on beyond, beyond anybody's wildest demand. That's impossible. That's impossible. I, I'm trying to. I'm, it, it's confusing the hell out of me. What that means. I don't um that's that's confusing. I don't know. Okay. 
Maybe because Silk was the quiet one? Maybe. And it could have just been, I'd say to myself, all right, well, I, I want to, where could we be coming from this? I mean, it could be just be one of those things where, you know, you, you think you know a person until you just get to know them more. And then the, the, the way you, you saw them, even though we had so much in the bank before, it's just, you've you've ascended, you've gone to another level. Now, I don't even know that person anymore. Now you're something different. Like you, you've come out of a cocoon or something. I, I, I'm trying to think because otherwise, because we know, I mean, how many of their, how many of his rallies were they the opening both act them. for? I mean, both of them were there at, at both of. One was nothing without the other. That that was their whole thing. They were they were a dynamic duo, and and there was there was, that's. They never went anywhere without each other. Like they were yeah. always together, always. So I don't I don't know what to what to think. Maybe maybe people in the chat rooms have have some idea of of what could be missing here could just be awkwardly worded and the daily mail went and, and took that. Yeah. To... I mean, yeah. You but, know what the, the thing is though? Yeah. I want everybody to hear this real quick. I'm just reading the comments, asking these questions and talking about this stuff doesn't make us bad people. Like I, I'm surprised that, that we can't have honest discussions about things without people going really off the rails. Like it's, it's weird. It's weird. Like I'm learning this in real time. People, you're taking it wrong. Okay, okay, okay. Tell us how. I just got. I just saw this. Like, everybody, calm down. I mean, it's this. We need to have. We need to be able to have talks about this and not be like attacked for it. Calm down. Like, it's okay. It'll be okay. I, I don't understand. Oh, goodness. People get triggered. Seriously, really Every, badly. Like uh, everybody, ha everybody has trigger points. Everybody does. The, we, like, we like to scream about the, the, the left being snowflakes, but I mean, it's, it, you can, you can tell some things are very touchy right now. And I don't know why you, it, it's going to get, things are going to get so much. This is having a, a, a uh a semi-uncomfortable conversation is nothing compared like i don't think other people understand the whole uh phoenix rising from the ashes kind of situation the fourth turning the 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 going through the dark ages to reach a new dawn what that means uh if if the most uncomfortable thing we are going to be made to see as a species was having a semi uncomfortable challenging conversation then then we would be blessed beyond blessed. It's going to get so much worse. And it may not even be the next two generations that sees us coming out of the fog, to be honest. I, you know, we're not going to, I have no expectation of being around for victory day or wh whatever, whatever it is. I have no expectation for it. it. Took us a long time to get to this and we're gonna have to fight ourselves out of a transhumanist AI hell having a having a, 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 a semi-challenging conversation is the least of our worries and you still it's it, it's tough to get to to do that it's, sometimes it's super concerning to me because I'm sorry if you don't like what I'm saying then you you know you don't have to listen to me if it's bothering you but we need to talk about this stuff we can't just go around with blinders on not discussing anything. 
And and then, you know, jump to some weird conclusion that because we're having this conversation, we don't like I'm I'm now anti-Trump because I'm having a conversation about an interview he gave where he it's so concerning and I'm troubled by it, like legit troubled by it. You would be anti you would be anti-Trump if there was no other there was no other aspect to his presidency except vaccines. If there is no, if there is never, he showed up on the scene in 2015 talking about mRNA vaccines. <laughs> if that is the only thing about him and you're against it, then you are against President Trump. I, but I that's not the case. It's not. And, and, and we're mean, asking questions about one particular thing. I spent so. years of my life like uncovering stuff that that was done to this man in order to get the truth out there to support his presidency years and and one thing one thing that happens to be the biggest crime against humanity ever perpetrated that I have questions about in terms of the response to and you would think that I was like some like you know like I was murdering people's firstborn or something it's, well, it's not it's not that across the board, Tracy. It really isn't. There's a lot of people who are or scratching their heads the same way. A lot of people are scratching their heads on this. I know a lot of people agree with me and you and a lot of people are like, what the hell is this all about? Why is this still happening? I know it. I know. As a matter of fact, I was ratioed on this tweet, but not in the way that you think. I was ratioed on it um, with people agreeing with me, but just too afraid to retweet it. Because if they retweet it, that means that other people can attack them, which is exactly what the frickin' left does, okay? It's exactly what the left does. So we can either sit back and look around and say, you know what, we need to do a little reflecting about how we handle any adversity within ourselves about topics of importance, or we can just be the left who attacks anyone who doesn't agree with them. Your choice, I suppose, but I'm not going to stop saying what I think because I'm worried and afraid about who's going to attack me. It bothers me because we're supposed to be kind of somewhat ideologically similar and able to have uh, calm and respectful disagreements with one another without it going to levels that it always seems to go to, but is what it is. Crazy. Really bad. Um, I have other stuff today, though. The Biden documents, Frank, they found more documents. They went to his home. They were invited there, you see. They found six more items that contained documents when the Justice Department did a sweep of his home. It just never stops. A consensual search, the the uh, NBC says, CNBC. The FBI found more classified documents at the Wilmington, Delaware home of President Joe Biden during a consensual search Friday that lasted nearly 13 hours. So I wonder how many people, um, why didn't they have the news crews ready to film it? I know. Why, why wasn't CNN there? With the with the consensual search. Yeah. Why didn't they have the news crews there to film it while he was raided? Why didn't they have SWAT? That's my question. They should have had SWAT. 
it's just incredible to know that there was there was probably a, just a there was a, a game uh, a game planning meeting behind the scenes. All right, well, listen, we have to get around. We're, we're, we're gonna. Would you mind us coming to the house? Would you mind us coming to get? We'll, we'll call. We'll we'll call it a consensual search. Uh, so that'll soften it. It's not a raid. It's not a, anything like that, like we did with Mar-a-Lago. We'll call it consensual. Obviously, everything we find from there will 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 then seem less important because it's just we're working together on something. We're just trying to find some. We're just trying to find some things that are missing. They're compadres. Misplaced. Obviously, you misplaced it. <laughs> you just did it by accident. It's no big deal. You know, I wanted to go through the process, Frank, because I think there's a little bit of confusion out there about it. So with Trump, of course, the archivist at NARA was like, okay, where's document 6577277.3652 that's supposed to be in this folder right here? It's missing. We've got to get we've got to get him on this. And like all those documents that were quote missing, they were proactively looking for, right? So NARA was working with President Trump to try and get these documents that President Trump had. Forget the classification ability. That's a whole different uh, layer to this, right? This is just mechanics I'm talking about because obviously President Trump could have declassified anything he wanted at any time he wanted and been able to possess it, no problem. Okay. But NARA's like up Trump's ass trying to find this stuff proactively. Meanwhile... Biden has a record from the time that he was senator. Like, when was he even senator? It was like 15, 20 years ago. When was he senator? Senator Biden? Man, I well, I, you'd have to go. I, he was a senator. He was plucked off the Senate floor by Obama, right? Let so me, wasn't he a senator until 2007? So let's pretend 2007. He takes these documents with him in 2007. Nobody notices they're gone. Nobody. Nobody knows they're not there where they're supposed to be. Nobody knows they're not archived. Nobody knows squat. All of a sudden, somehow his attorneys find documents, Biden's, and say, oh, these are classified. Obama has tens of thousands of documents in some warehouse in Chicago. For years, nobody does a thing about it. But now Trump has documents and it's a whole special counsel and trying to this whole thing is so who is taking somebody's taking Biden out. It's clear there's a special counsel for Biden now. There are so many facets to this. Could they use the special counsel to take Biden out and then also use it to take Trump out and say, see, we, we played fair. We did it to both of them. It's that that is a valid point. That's a valid point, although still not the same thing, which is the only thing that gets me hung up. I understand. I, I, like I said before last week, why not just take advantage of all the other things that are completely illegal and impeachable? Uh, you can just go back and, and I, I don't know. I mean, you can do a lot of things retroactively with him just within that, that uh, the hundreds of crimes that have been uncovered in that Hunter laptop that he's a part of. There's that there's, there's so you can start taking some sexual assault accusations uh his seriously own, didn't he touch his own granddaughter's breast on camera last week it's it's very 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 weird and then you have the ashley diary and all that stuff but like you said before uh this could be one of those things where he's at the end of his political viability uh at, at the end of his 
the puppet life lifespan uh, span and and is it can you now easily say look we're playing fair you we took we took out Biden and now you have to give up Trump the problem is that Trump was only ever president he was he was only ever had access to sensitive information like this during a time when, when he, he was he was able to to view it and declassify it at will. at will. We're talking, you know, we're talking about a guy who spent decades, obviously, just collecting things he was <laughs> never supposed to have. And if no, you had the Bidens, nobody would ever know. That's the I thing, know. unless they wanted them to know. No, Nara was not going through the Biden file and saying, "Hey, you need to send us this document, and if you don't." We're going to send a SWAT team to your residence and we're not going to let your lawyers inside and we're going to ransack through your wife's underwear drawer, which is what they did to Trump. Like, and then Biden, they're like, hey, we'd like to come by for a spot of tea at three o'clock and take a look through your residence if possible. Somebody wants him gone. Tucker's had some of the best segments on this stuff lately. Have you seen Tucker's openings over the past week? Yeah. Yeah. He did one the other day. Do you remember during Spygate, I was working on a comparison between Watergate and Spygate? And the similarities uh, between them? I never finished it. Oh, then maybe maybe that's why I don't... Probably. Either way, it's all jumbled at this point, all those years. I know. Lee Smith was on the podcast talking about it. He, he had started talking about it. And then the two of us went by and, and have been saying... We were saying like... um. By Watergate, Watergate and Spygate have a lot of similarities, a lot. And I was starting to learn about Watergate from a different perspective. Um, and then I got overly, you know, busy and I had to put it aside and I never finished. However, Tucker Carlson last week on his show did a whole thing where he says the CIA took out Nixon and planned Watergate. And, and somebody from the CIA is leaking to Tucker Carlson <laughs> up well, the wazoo. You, you don't you don't even need somebody to, to be leaking. A, a lot of this is well known. Um, if you remember, if you remember that you ever watched that that um, that documentary that started getting around. I don't know when it was, maybe 2010, 11, 12 or something. It was called um, uh, JFK to 9-11. Everything is a rich man's trick. No, no. Well, it's about two and a half hours. It's incredible. It gets a little bit too like um uh, th there are things that I don't like about it toward the end, but as far as the breakdown of the Kennedy assassination and not only the CIA's involvement, but how they brought in the, uh, the, the Cubans they brought in and they had, they were working alongside of the Italian mafia uh, because the Kennedy uh, administration was only a thing because of the, the deals that Joe Kennedy was striking up with the mob. Um, but when it came to the actual assassination, that is broken down in incredible fashion. And one of the people, one of the linchpins that actually um, links JFK to Watergate, aside from the fact from the CIA, is a guy named Frank Sturgis. Uh, they said four, I know uh, Tucker put it on out there, four out of five of the Watergate burglars were CIA. Well, the fifth one was Frank Sturgis. And he was a uh, he was a, an assassin and often contracted assassin for the CIA who had mafia ties, who was involved in, this, in the JFK assassination. Um, it's uh, you, you, so you got to look into a lot of a lot of that stuff there, too. And, it, and it's been out there. So it, it's it's great that that Tucker is bringing this to primetime television. I mean, because 
Seriously. Like I'm yeah. sitting there like my mouth is like, it was Thursday night. Seriously, I couldn't believe what I was listening to. Ouch. I couldn't believe what I was listening to. I'm like, is he really doing this right now? My gosh. Like he announced on his show two weeks ago that the CIA killed JFK. And now he announces on his show that Nixon knew about it. And that's why they took him out. Amazing. Amazing. It at least pushes you off down the, uh, the, the trail. And uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of work, a lot of reading that people could do from there. So as long as that that fire of inquiry is is uh, is fed by people like Tucker Carlson, that's the best thing that they can do I, while, I, while preserving their own lives. Right. I'm like, wow, we have we have some rumble rants that I want to read out because there are there are four of them. And I feel like we we are do the respect to uh, Alternative 94 to read them. He says he cut red tape in the FDA so people that wanted it could take it. Keep in mind that if the vaccine didn't roll out, we would still be having lockdowns because the media was pardoning that nar- parading that narrative. It's important to note that the military has been working on a vaccine, one and done, that works against all variants, and it was started through warp speed and is just now entering human trials. For some reason, the military seems to be doing trials properly compared to big pharma companies. This will expose the corruption in the FDA and the evil intentions of big pharma altogether. Is there any possible strategic advantage from Trump saying the vaccines are bad when you're trying to wake up the population? People only decide to change at the precipice of destruction. What's that from? Uh, They were rumble rants that somebody sent us. Let me see. Is any possible uh, is there any possible strategic advantage from Trump saying the vaccines are bad when you're trying to wake up the population? People only do, no no. But what I would say is, if you can't stop big pharma, I mean, there's only so much a man can do, uh, especially in his position. Uh, and I, as I've said, all the things he did do that people uh, cheer on it, it, to, to to try to just. Out, out of the kindness of his own heart, wanting to help is not within the purview of an American president. There's there's so much. I mean, everybody's acting out of turn in crisis situation with varying levels of knowledge of what's going on here. And it's creating bigger and bigger problems. Now, as far as any possible strategic advantage from Trump saying the vaccines are bad when you're trying to wake up the population, people only decide to change at the precipice of destruction. Well, the the my whole thing is in not being able to stop big pharma and all of their friends on the inside of government, the bureaus that 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 survive untouched, no matter who is president or what the makeup of Congress is, then you should I me at least would always just position myself completely neutral, acknowledging, yes, that things are going on and you're always going to be able to have an option for whatever you want. Talk to your doctor about it, but just continue to be neutral about don't throw yourself behind one technology or another as as something that that is either a big game changer and that you should be praised for and he asked for praise a lot over the years that is i don't think that the the media strategy attaching yourself marrying yourself to to warp speed and everything that resulted in it from it was a good strategy he would never have been able to stop the the vaccine production, never. But to, but where he throws his attention and his endorsements, he did have a, a, an opportunity, and 
from the get-go, we knew that this thing, just from, just from how we were being uh, treated from February until summer of 2020, I would not have I have taken anything that these people would produce after the the lies and what they were doing to this, the the fear, the complete terror that they were drilling into the hearts of people in our lives, shutting down, ruining all of our uh, our, our work opportunities, slowing down a raging economy. Uh, I, I wouldn't have bought anything from them. So that was already. Um, off the table. It was just it was an it was odd stances. I have to wonder if everybody who's upset that we're, you know, critiquing this, also dislikes what Ron Johnson is doing, because you can't really have it both ways. Here you have Ron Johnson running vaccine injury panels where he's discussing this stuff openly, and then on this hand you have President Trump saying there's really not that many in, uh, injuries as compared to the good that it's done, we all know that that's not true. And so do you do you dislike Ron Johnson then for showing what's going on? Like, that's where I'm kind of hung up. I don't understand it. Like, you kind of have to twist yourself into a pretzel to not acknowledge that that... I don't know. It just... I don't understand it. I, I just... I don't. I probably won't. Um, and it is what it is. Trump is... Um, Trump is actually leading the polls along with Ron DeSantis, whose name I'm not allowed to apparently say, because if I say it, it means that I'm supporting him for president when he hasn't even announced, and I'm not. Um, <laughs> like, I'm just, but the, the, the culture part of this is what I've been hung up on, Frank. Not so much even as, as bad as like what's going, the culture part of this on the side of, you know, what's supposed to be, independent thinkers who don't attack people for differing opinions. I never do. I mean, I never do. I don't go out and attack people who think differently than I do. But there is some really serious stuff going on inside of this little group of people we have here. Serious. Um, Biden or Biden or DeSantis, Trump or DeSantis would beat Biden at this point, whoever ran against him, which is another reason why they're trying to get rid of him for sure. Um, My question, though, is who slips into Biden's shoes that could possibly beat anybody? Well, Uh, they're so talent poor. What is it? They're saying they're saying um, what's his name? Newsom. They're they're like pitching Newsom as as, you know, running for president. And then there's also someone else that I'm looking into that I don't want to say the name of yet because I'm not 100 on it. But there's another candidate as well who has a very similar Obama-esque, quote, rise to prominence um, that we're, con- that, I mean, I'm considering as a potential person. What What is going to happen when Kamala Harris is president if they take him down before 2024? Like, what is that woman going to do? She's insane. Thankfully, they, she doesn't really have any choices. And neither does it. Thankfully, if you want to talk about the the flip side, the silver lining of living in a completely dystopian state, um, the president and vice president are really not decision makers. So they're, they're just script readers. So that they're, I think that some people package, they package up uh, whatever they've been told to sell 
in different ways and more palatable ways. Some people are smoother like Obama was. Um, uh, other people are, you know, there's, there's just different personalities that come out. She's just a repulsive. She's just so repulsive on so many levels that uh, <laughs> I, she can, we can't, she can't get through the script without the cackling. Gosh, and it's terrible. bad. But, but thankfully the decision-making means nothing. We're, we're, we would, if she stepped in as president, on an interim basis for let's say a year it would just be very annoying but there there's really nothing that she would have to do with the decision making we would just hate her acting style for for a year you know i'm not i'm everyone is saying in the chats they're saying i'm talking about hakeem jeffries nope not hakeem jeffries that's not who i'm talking about that's who the no. That's who they they want to make the speaker. No? I I know, but people are saying that like when I say I'm not ready to announce who it is yet because I'm not quite sure. They're saying I'm talking about Hakeem Jeffries, but I'm I'm not. There's someone else. Do detective work. Um. Someone else what? There's someone else that I think that they're positioning for that path to stardom. That isn't Gavin Newsom. That isn't Gavin Newsom and isn't Hakeem Jeffries. Who is it? I can't say yet because first of all, Hakeem Jeffries is a person who would be that. I mean, you want to talk about someone who, that he's like the 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 male Kamala Harris. I mean, that, we're talking about an infinitely stupid, uh, dead eye stare person here. Uh, th- that guy, his kind of viability really rests within just the caucus of his the you progressive know, of, of crazies. Right. Yeah. Democrats in Congress could definitely make him Speaker of the House if they had a majority because they're all together and there's really no no dissent amongst the ranks there. He could definitely be made into a, 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 a prominent position within Congress based on his party's vote. But when you put someone like Hakeem Jeffries up to a to the country, he he would not be nobody would. Who's going to vote for him? him? Nobody. No. Nobody. So they're they're going for House Speaker, but I want to know who you think, who you think is being prepped for the big stage. I can't say it. Why is it a, a, a secret? Because no, because I'm not done compiling the research yet, and I could be wrong. Well, then just speculate. Who cares? It's all speculation. Oh, if you're not comfortable, then fine. I'm no, not I mean, put, if you're going to peer pressure me into it. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to peer pressure, but <laughs> I, I mean, we are talking about prospective Democrat candidates. It's just speculation anyway. It would be so far out of, I'm not, I'm not saying it yet. Give me some time. I'll say it when I'm ready. Manchin said he might run. Manchin, yeah. Manchin did. Um, Manchin did. Who, Cinema? So she just won. No, not cinema. She went over to Davos. There's a lot of people who just won that would be yanked out of their place. John Brennan. John Brennan. That would be terrible. Moving James right Tully. along. Moving James right Tully. along. <laughs> there were a bunch of violent uh, acts that happened over the weekend, Frank. We have the Monterey Park shooter, who everybody said was a white supremacist Nazi gun nut. And actually turned out to be a jaded Chinese spouse who attacked his own at a dance studio in Monterey Park. Ten people have died so far. Um, 
His name is Hu Can Tran. Tron. I think it's Tron when they're Chinese, right? I don't know. He's, he, he committed suicide before they could arrest him. And this article on Heavy goes through all these things about how he was like actually angry with his ex-wife who he met at that dance studio and he was quick to anger and all kinds of stuff about him. But of course the left went nuts with this white extremist neo-Nazi far-right crazy lunatic theory and then had to be like, oh, wait, it wasn't that because that's what always happens. Stop Asian hate, Democrats. Unbelievable. Man, I don't want to go anywhere anymore. Then there was... I'm staying home. Staying home, reading books. I'm not going anywhere either. I'm happy. I don't want to go anywhere. Unbelievable. Um, Citizen, there was the Boston Antifa police skirmish. Um, this guy, this guy here, his name is Jordan, uh, Jared, sorry, Jared Dowell, Catherine Clark, Congresswoman Kathleen Cl- Clark, um, says my daughter was arrested in Boston, Massachusetts last night. I love Riley. And this is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain and parenting. This will be evaluated by the legal system. And I'm confident in the process. And everyone was like, Riley, who's Riley? Your son, your son, your son, Jared, who's on screen right now. Upon arrival, officers observed an individual defacing the monument with spray paint. Then the tagging read, no cop city, which um, ties into Atlanta, by the way, which we'll get into in a second. And ACAB, the suspect was later identified as Jared Dowell, 23 of Melrose. During the arrest of Jared Dowell, a group of 20 protesters surrounded officers while screaming profanities through megaphones on the public street, causing traffic to come to a standstill. While interfering with the arrest of Jared Dowell, an officer was hit in the face and could be seen bleeding from the nose and mouth. Um, Where are members of Congress coming out to talk about this incident and the attack on our police, Frank? Where are they? I don't know. They, they, they're very big on on uh, on police and how they're necessary now. They're not. They don't want to defund anymore. So you think that that um, the squad would be right there? This right is, there, beating th- their chest. This is the fourth highest ranked House Democrat. His his mom, and and I j- I just don't I just don't understand. I just I don't understand. And then in Georgia, they're doing the same thing. Georgia was a an absolute madhouse over the weekend. Here's some protesters in Georgia getting protesters, terrorists. Can you get your badge numbers? Getting arrested, thankfully. After firebombing police headquarters, banks, cars, stores, looting, rioting. Um, there was a there was a uh, an activist that was shot there. They shot first. The protesters shot first. The activist was shot after the, the cops returned fire. And then this riot started out in, in Atlanta. Unbelievable. Look yeah. look at this. It, I don't know if you can see. Police vehicle set on fire in downtown Atlanta. 
Now, when I saw that, uh, and, and obviously there was there was uh, a couple of addresses for the public uh, that confirmed that there was explosives. That the 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 protesters, the rioters, shot first, as you said right there too. Yeah. Immediately, this is several magnitudes more dangerous and deadly than January than 6th. January 6th when they walked through the freaking lines like they were on a kindergarten uh, field trip yes yeah yeah they are punching tickets they are punching tickets at the front door at, at the Capitol and the fact that you have shots fired and explosives and a, and a car on fire is this is this is several magnitudes larger already there were no Context cars on lost. fire right there were no cars on fire in uh in D.C. on January 6th? Maybe oh. for Trump's inauguration. Exactly. <laughs> Trump's inauguration, there was cars on fire. Trump's inauguration, was, there were cars on fire. There was cars on fire, and there was uh, uh, Secret Service booths on fire, and there was churches on fire in May of 2020, mm-hmm. right outside of the White House. When he was yelled and when he was basically hauled, in, what, they did like a whole special inquiry into him requesting the police and the the they be there be more security down there at that church that they set on fire yeah on- there was dozens dozens of secret service and other federal uh law enforcement officers were sent to the hospital in late may of 2020 and the story for the next two weeks was that donald trump employed tear gas to break up the arsonists that that that, that it was akin to nazi tactics and that he did it all so that he could stand in front of a church for a photo op with a Bible. That was that was the story for the next two weeks after they put all these people in hospitals and set fire to structures all around the White House campus. And, and CNN stood in front of all of it and said the mostly peaceful dis, uh, protests happening with smoke and flashbangs and grenades. Well, it was I, I saw it was a, a local Fox News affiliate who actually pulled the uh, the largely peaceful demonstration thing on on this particular incident in Atlanta over the weekend. It was a Fox News affiliate who actually tripped himself up into saying the exact same it's, thing because he had he had a, a paper that was promoting the protest. He said, oh, so it was largely a peaceful thing, not largely anything if you're standing in front of a structure fire. We're going to end with this because this really, I know you'll go on a little riff. We've got two minutes left, but I want to end with this. Ready? Listen to this. This person just came into the bar and said, hey, what are your pronouns? You kind of look like a they, them. And (laughs) um, I hated that they were right. The person came in and said, hey, what are your pronouns? You look like a they, them. And she hated that they were right. Yeah, well, yeah, because she's wearing a costume. She's wearing a costume, the the D antword haircut with the with the with the weird bangs, and the uh, the the bull ring through the nose, and I mean, it's just it's this is the this is the the costume that the nonconformists wear. It's not about their pronouns. It's about attention. She's not happy that the guy knew her pronouns. She would rather it have been a confrontation and discussion, see? She would rather it have been a, I go by they, them, than a, 
oh, hey, hey, they, I don't even know how you say it. It's so stupid. You never yeah. address somebody that way anyway. You're talking about them to someone else when you use a pronoun. What in the, mm. You know what she's going to do? She's going to start addressing more feminine so that she can turn uh, these encounters into teachable moments again. You know, she, she's real, realizing that all, oh, oh well, that, that, that was completely unsatisfying. I know, we didn't get to argue with anybody or fight with anyone. I've got to start dressing like a girl again and then trick people into thinking. And then this whole thing that's going on with trans, with, with men dressing up as women, getting angry when men are not interested in them. Yeah. Oh, I saw this one guy. Um, this one guy. Oh boy. It was it was at the the end of last week. Where the hell was it? Hold on. No, wait. That's not my timeline. Let me get over to my stupid little Twitter account. Hurry up, because I have an Emerald Robinson hit in ten minutes. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, here it is. Wait. 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 Hold on. Wait. Come on, load. 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 I'm connected directly to Ethernet. Oh, wait. Hold on. Here we go. All right. So there's this this uh, this guy. He's dressed like a princess. Oh. Uh, this male is telling females that are, well, hold on. I'm going to, I'm just going to send you the link. Copy the link so you can play it and everybody can have a nice morning vomit. We'll do that oh. and then we will go and do our clothes because. Yes, yes, we have to do our clothes. Where the hell are you? <laughs> Where is everybody? What the hell's going on? Are you there okay? Are you all right? Yeah, all, all my windows are all minimized, stupid. Go ahead. All right. So just play the uh, the audio from that. Okay. Or the video, whatever. Oh, yes, I heard this. Are really out here saying that trans chuchi is the inferior product? I'm sorry. We have the designer expensive bougie coochie. Like, you're telling me if someone says, would you like this free paper bag that came with my groceries? Or would you like this $35,000 bag? You're taking the designer Birkin, babe. Like, no. seriously, you're just mad because trans girls don't want to put trash like you in our designer bags. No. Okay, so I for tweeted about in, this too. If for everybody in podcast land, you have a uh, you have a, a guy, and you know he's a he's a girl now, apparently, pretty much saying that uh, why would you choose a woman with a stock vagina when you can have a man, a mentally ill patient with a thirty five thousand dollar open wound as a as a vagina saying that the 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 surgically created vaginas that trans people go and get are like designer bags compared to the paper bags that come stock with real women it's it's a you would think it was a joke if it were a couple of decades ago but you know it's not no and no and it's um it's that's i said so many things about this when I tweeted about it and I don't remember what all of them were but it's ruining women you're ruining women you're not a woman you'll never be a woman and you're ruining everything they're ruining everything like I hope people aren't really seriously considering that fake ass 
whatever. Don't do it to yourself. God, but boys, if you are feeling a little confused, stay confused and keep your, your penis intact. Whatever you do, whatever you do, just tuck it back. Do not do this. It's okay if you're confused. Just just, just tuck it. Hold on to hold, that thing. Don't get rid of it. Hold, hold on to it. <laughs> just hold on to it for a little while longer. Literally or figuratively, whatever makes you feel more at home, it's okay. But you have been listening <laughs> to what a day. Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or RadioInfluence.com. Also live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble and Getter. And don't miss Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. at QuiteFrankly.tv. We will be back here on Wednesday. Later. Later.